Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Shuttlecraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Sam. We're back to mornings. We are (laughs) are back to mornings, aren't we? Yes. (laughs) What's the weather like your end? So much better. I'm just not cut out for this hot weather. It's probably about 20 degrees and I'm perfectly happy with that. Yes. I'm with (laughs) you there. I'm with you there. (laughs) Had a thunderstorm last night as well. I woke up and there was like flashes of lightning, but we're good. Oh, we didn't didn't get tons of it. We got a few rumbles and then my daughter's bedroom door slammed shut. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just, uh, it's a pretty normal kind of, feels very autumnal day. I love it. I love it. It's very nice. Can you believe we are at episode 31? No way. Oh yeah, 31 already. Wow. Quite exciting, isn't it? God. How did we manage that? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we're still going. That's quite we impressive. Are. We are. We're That's doing quite well. impressive. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there've been times when I think we've struggled with time and trying to fit it all in. But God, we have we we've got past it. We've carried yeah. on going. That's pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty proud cool. of us. Yes, me too. So go on, tell us what you've been doing then this month, because it seems like a long time since I've actually spoken to you. It does, and I was thinking that as I was logging on, and it's because we normally record twice a month. We do one bit of the episode, sort of middle to beginning of the month, and then a couple of days before this would come out, we'd record what we've been up to and new things. Yes. Um, And we didn't record a main episode this month because we we were both too busy to fit in a date. So we're using one that we recorded months ago when we were both free and had not a lot on. (laughs) (laughs) So it has truly been probably like four or five weeks since we spoke. So yeah, we seem to have have had a few sessions this year where we've kind of seen each other quite a lot. And then all of a sudden, like there's been a huge gap. Feast or famine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been enjoying your summer then? Um, it's gone very fast. Mm. I feel like I've kind of jumped from July to September, but I finished wow. the, obviously I finished, last time I talked to you, I was doing a cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> they went glad you finished, finished it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the black and white two-tiered stencily one. So I finished that. Uh, that got picked up, no problems. And I did the Peter Rabbit christening cake that oh, yes. I was talking about as well. So yes. they're both done. Um, I will post pictures of them. They both went well enough. No, no dramas. Perfect. Oh, I went to go to outdoor cinema with my friend. There was a little yeah. pop-up one in Thamesmead. Okay. And we went to see Labyrinth, which was fun. And it was only like, I want to say like two pounds or something like that. It was dead cheap and it included popcorn. And wow. they also had one of the puppeteers lived locally. So oh, yeah. he came and like did a little bit of a talk at the beginning, one of the puppeteers from the show, from the film. So that was quite cool. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. So we had a nice little picnic outside and it was when there was all the meteor showers and I saw a shooting star. Oh, wow. Yeah. How nice. It, she saw two. I saw one. One literally flew right over the top of the cinema screen. Everyone was like, what was that? 
It's like oh, this massive wow. chunk of something that then suddenly disappeared. It's like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's nice though. Yeah, that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, I've done stuff with my nieces because it's summer holidays. So mm-hmm. the little one, we did camping. Oh my kid. In the garden, which was fun. <laughs> Excellent. We had a little adventure in the day because she likes climbing. So we went to the woods so she could climb some trees. Um, went to Lessness Abbey in Abbey oh, Wood. yes. Yeah. The woods there. It's got a fossil pit, so we dug for fossils in the fossil pit because oh, wow. years ago, years ago that was under the sea, obviously a long time ago. Yes. That was under the sea. So there's a fossil pit that's full of like ancient shark teeth and all that oh, sort of wow. thing. Yeah. So we had a little dig there. There was a girl there who'd been there, you know, quite a long time and had hmm. all the all the gear. She'd come with a sieve yeah. to do it properly and um, with her with her dad and her little brother and she'd found loads of shark teeth and she just came up and went oh do you want this i've got loads of them I was like, oh thank you so she's oh, got so her. you can keep what you find yeah yeah you can keep whatever you find oh. i think it's mostly shark teeth and um like fish bones and okay they've got like a board outside that tells you what was there and it was like turtles sharks and something else that you'll mostly find but you can excuse my drinking. Dig. Sorry, all right, <laughs> slurping away. As I yeah, talk. sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's um the digging's got quite extreme though. So normally there's like sticks lying about and people poke about with sticks. But if they're doing it properly, you get like a bucket and you get a sieve and you like sieve all the bits wow. through. I'd and have a saucepan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like panning for gold. Yeah. But yeah, so the um, the digging's got quite serious, so I'm going to send you a picture of what oh. the, I'll look at it the later. holes look like. Oh yeah, okay, I won't then. <laughs> <laughs> basically, someone's basically dug like, it looks like a tunnel, but it's not. It kind of goes definitely into the ground, and oh, there's yeah. a picture of my niece like inside it. <laughs> oh wow. Having a little dig. So obviously it's, this is why this girl had found loads of teeth, because it was like sand that had not been disturbed yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it, um, do they charge you to go and do the digging? No, no, it's all free. Wow, that's quite It's just kind of like a designated area in the woods. So there's a little, you can search for it on Google Maps if you search for Fossil Pit. Yeah. Um, There's like a little statue, a carved wooden statue of what looks like some kind of ancient dinosaur hippo type creature outside. So that's kind of where you know where you are. Yeah. And they've got a little seating area made of rocks and some little bits you know, put into the ground of little fossil pictures and a little board outside that explains what it is. And then it's kind of a fenced off area in the woods and you can dig within the fencing. Oh, cool. And yeah. Oh, that sounds, really, that sounds really good. It's oh. all very free as well, which was even better. Is, well, yeah. <laughs> Not much free nowadays. <laughs> uh, and then the older one wanted to learn to make stuff. So we did some soap making because that was what she wanted to do. So oh, cool. Soap. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's nice. She, yeah, while it was setting, we went shopping because that's what you do when you're 16. Retail therapy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea, because our mum probably doesn't entertain her trying on too much stuff in the shops too often. So someone oh. to sit there endlessly while you try on clothes that you have no intention of buying. And then, can you get me this? No. Can you get me this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and get milkshake instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? The soap came out really well. I was quite impressed with it. Oh, cool. What was it? Just a kit? Um, no, I got some of the melt and pour stuff, which you can buy in like a tub. Yeah. And then some colours as well. And I've yeah. got silicon moulds. So I just use my moulds that I use for Sugarcraft. 
Right, yeah. So like the geometric heart one, we use that. Because I think it's soap. It doesn't, you're going to wash it off. It's not, yes. it's not being contaminated with anything. Yeah. So yeah, we use them. So we melted some in on the hob in a Pyrex jug and then poured it, coloured it, poured it, poured it in, yeah. know, set it at an angle, melted a bit more in a different colour, poured that in. And, oh, cool. Yeah. Can I send you my kids next time? <laughs> um, what else have I done? I have oh, I did a demo on Saturday for my sugar craft brunch. I did my portrait biscuits. Oh yes, how did that demo. go? It went well actually. It was sooner than I was planning on doing it, so I was at the planning stage when it transpired that they had no one that month, and I think they were having trouble getting anyone because it was the Region Seven show the same day. Oh, so nice. a lot of people either weren't free because stuff had been rescheduled because of COVID, or they were going to the show. So yeah. we were having. It's not the region that we're in, but we were having trouble getting people because we are geographically okay. close to Region Seven. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, well, it's normally me and Judy and Marissa that. We'll step in and do something if we haven't got anything planned. And Marissa and Judy were both working, so they couldn't make it. Um, so I was like, well, I have got a demo I've been working on. I mean, it could be ready for next month, but I'm, I don't know what state it'll be in. You can be my little experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they would have just jumped at the chance. And <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Yes, please. Um, so, yeah, it went quite well, actually. Did you see our pictures? I did. Finished one. Okay. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I can, I, I've actually got... I'm being naughty. I've got Instagram on in the background. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's currently working, so keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it, it went well, actually. I was a bit disorganised at first and a bit like, oh, where is everything? Because, you know, when you haven't really thought everything through properly, I just hadn't had the time because what I needed to practice was the actual making of stuff. Yeah. So I'd practiced the painting to the point where I was like, I'm happy I can make a person. Whether they look like the picture or not will remain to be seen, but I'm happy I can make a person and I know <laughs> oh, what, what steps I need to go through. So, yeah. Someone did actually even recognise me. Yes, quite a few <laughs> people did. <laughs> I brought your biscuit along. So did it's, you? Uh, yeah, it's one of my little demo bits that comes with me. So I framed a couple of them, which you haven't seen the picture of. I framed some of them. Um, okay. So they look nice, so I can bring them along to demos. And I've done them in nice small frames. So they don't take oh, up nice. loads of space, which is nice. Um, got a couple of box frames from Hobbycraft that were half price. Oh, cool. Well done. Yeah. I've got an idea of something that I want to try next, but I'm not going to say yet. I'm going to give it a go because I know who it's going to be for. Um, okay. It's not you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, and uh, I bought a T-shirt. You did? Yes. Yeah. A I'm very jealous. T-shirt because we've been trying for... I know. Three months, possibly longer, to get together and just take some photos of us because we have no photos. Now, what am I going to wear? <laughs> I'm not coming naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could hold it. I'd have to wear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's other options. We've but, got a mannequin. Um, yeah, it's true. There was an offer on Sticker Mule, so uh, I thought I'd I'd go in for an £8 T-shirt. So what are you done? Uh, oh, absolutely nothing. I'm off now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to, um, what shall I start with? So I've just done two wedding cakes. Okay. Which took up quite a lot of my summer uh, making flowers. Um, mm. One of them, so both of them were for bank holiday Saturday. One of them had oh. to be delivered at 11 o'clock in the morning. 
and one of them had to be delivered at six o'clock in the evening. Oh, literally your whole day. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, well, I think by the time you've delivered one cake, you know, if you're blocking out the day, I was like, oh, well, whatever. It's a day gone anyway. So I... I had to take the first one to the barnyard in Sittingbourne and then the second one had to go to a very nice place called Starborough Manor or it's also called Starborough Castle. There's kind of a, okay. a castle with the moats oh. on the land as well. It's very nice. I will send you photos. I'll send them after. I should actually explain that I don't have my phone with me. My husband has my phone because we're waiting for a call from the doctors and I can't answer it because I'm talking to you. So I'm kind of <laughs> working blind today. But yeah. um so anyway, Starborough Manor was a second venue. I was supposed to go to Hever Castle with with this cake, um, yeah. but it, there had to be rearrangements. Um, and I didn't know what those rearrangements were. Uh, so they got married at Hever, and then they yeah. went over to Starborough for their kind of like evening bit. And then I think they went back to Hever, and I think they stayed there the night. I'm not entirely sure. Um, well, as in just the couple stayed there? I believe so. I believe. Um, But then I kind of discovered when I got down to the venue, why Heva might not have wanted them to do the evening. (laughs) Because they had a death death metal band. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that's what you like, that's what you like. Well, yes. But but from what what I gather is that um, Heva have a pavilion, but during the summer months they have um, theatre... Uh, dinners and stuff so they've opened their theater and dinners so their other venue which is a restaurant which is fine but it's right near the bed and breakfast accommodation that they've got okay so i think i'm i'm working on the assumption that a death metal band and uh people staying at the b&b might not go very well not with an open air theater no Uh, no (laughs) i won't (laughs) know So I was I was marginally worried that I was trying to put a cake up in, um, you know, the floor was vibrating. They were kind of getting ready and the floor was kind of vibrating and the cake was going in the same room as the band. <laughs> um, but it was, I think it was all good. Um, I had to wait. I had to wait an extra hour though, because the lady who uh, was, the, they had a wedding planner and yeah. the florist who basically had decorated Heva and there was, coming over to decorate Starborough, were stuck there. (laughs) I don't know whether they were kind of like, they couldn't get the flowers and all the bits over um, because, like, they were still sat down. They were running late and it was all, you know, up in the air. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I got my stand there early for them to be able to decorate. (laughs) They couldn't do anything (laughs) with it. So I had to wait anyway. It, it all worked out fine, and okay. by the time it was a lovely evening, you know, I got to listen to a bit of death metal. And um, uh, what was it? Oh, I did get some background Iron Maiden, you know, while I was putting it together. So that was all good. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was that was my two cakes, and then oh, I went out. I went out, Erica. Uh, to yeah, I know. I went out to TT Liquor. Which is which, at Hoxton. Which is what? <laughs> <laughs> Titi Liquor. Um, so it was it was a birthday present that I bought her a year ago. So yeah. I think it's one of those ones where you get a year on it and then she had to Okay. Or it's like, oh it's running you know, out. Cash it in. Yeah. Yeah. So we went um so we went there. There's a lovely roof terrace. 
So it's um, actually, actually, it was a really good journey from from us. Took an hour uh, yeah. to get to Hoxton. Really straightforward. Changing two two train changes, but it was really good. Um, Elizabeth line. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We to get yeah. We went to Abbey Wood, got the Elizabeth line, changed at Whitechapel, and then got the overground uh, to Hoxton. Um, uh, we were there. We were there early actually. So we went to the home, new home, and the home museum, Museum of the Home. Oh, that's what it was called. Yes. What does it used to be? The Jeffrey was it the Jeffrey Museum? It used to be. Did it? I don't know. Yeah. But it was really yeah. interesting. And they've got all the different like living rooms through the years. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. In in, a, in in it's an old arms houses and kind of a yes. That's a it. That's shape. the one. Yeah. 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 So that's where. Museum. Yeah. Well, we went. Well, we went in there where we had to kind of rush through because in the end we only had an hour and we started yeah. like reading all the bits and suddenly realised that we were like a quarter of the way round. Like, oh, they shut in <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, must leave. Yeah. <laughs> So I run around the. Um, I took I took some nice photos. I'll pick them over. Hmm. Um, but that was re- that was really nice, really interesting. Some of it was really sad because they had people. They they took photos of families where because um, it was about how the home was made up, not necessarily of the material yeah. things. Although that was really interesting. So they had a um, a block of flats, hmm. and the same because all the flats are pretty similar inside but how people have decorated it and gives it a different feel that was Mm. really interesting and then there was uh families where they lost somebody as in someone Mm. who's walked out or left the home and no one or someone had passed away and that kind of feel and how it's different um so there was a lot of really really interesting um things there so then then we um bummed along to uh tt liquor Mm. Went up onto the roof terrace where we had pizza and cocktails overlooking the um, London skyline, which was very nice. Mm. Uh, and then after that, we went down. They have got they've got a cinema in there as well, uh, oh, okay. fifty two seat cinema, which, okay. which we went down to um, and watched the French Connection, uh, which is now fifty one years old. <laughs> so you have to put it in context of you know in its day it would have been good yeah. some of the yeah. language was a bit iffy but yeah um, hasn't aged so well <laughs> you know but they had the really old cinema seats so you come out with your oh, back like you feel like your yeah. back has been given in and um but the funniest thing was because it was only uh 52 seats and the back bit it was on a platform and the mm. front bit was was not. Well, we kind of sat on the first row that was in front of the platform. And at the end of the film, no one came to put the lights up. So it was pitch black. People started to leave. And all you could hear was people clonking off the platform because they forgot that there was a step down. <laughs> so it's like clonk. Oh, there goes another one. Clonk. <laughs> After a few cocktails, that is highly amusing yeah um, <laughs> uh so yeah so that was really good um yeah. oh, we're getting my daughter ready for university oh yeah <sighs> she goes this sunday okay um is she looking forward to it oh yes hugely she's upstairs now sorting out we i just didn't comprehend how much stuff you need to go to university quite a um, lot Yes. Well, when I went, I stayed, I lived at home 
and commuted okay. in. I went to London. So mm. she's going to Winchester. And um, yeah, she's just just the amount of stuff. So uh, between her yeah. and my other daughter, who is also going away, this oh, she's doing a school trip overnight from Thursday to Friday. Mm. So she's loading herself up with sleeping bag and all of those bits. They're going to Penshurst Place uh, to do bushcraft. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's been one of those really hectic summers where Mm. we haven't been away. I really wish we had. I feel like I really need a holiday now. Um, But because of how the cakes kind of came yeah. it just didn't work out and yeah. my husband's been working away he's been away for 19 days so God. effectively for the <laughs> and, and then the, he only came back for a few days and he'd been away previous to that as well so uh we've kind of spent the summer on our own um yeah so yeah it's been it's been one of those really weird crazy summers mm. but quite pleased it's now getting back to normal yeah so should we move on to some new stuff Yes, let's do that. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, what you found? Um, so I've more got news than new stuff, really. I think you've got most of the new stuff. Um, Cake International in November, Yolanda Gamp will be there. So that's quite exciting. Yes. Um, Cake and Bake on the 21st to the 23rd of October in London. The Business of Cake Making podcast are going to be there doing a podcast Yay. for Cake and Bake live from the show, interviewing the celebrities i guess is the word celebrity cake artists that <laughs> should we get crash yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that sounds very exciting i'm really pleased with them yeah that's brilliant yeah so well done to them um if you fancy going it's on groupon at the minute you can get one ticket for nine pound or two for 17 instead of 16.75 for one. Oh, that's good yeah or if you look up i think it's see film first join them they're like one of those free audience tickets things and they give away tickets to all sorts you can usually get tickets on something like that for free um yeah cape no you're talking about that dinky doodle (laughs) (laughs) no you carry on i don't know it's all right um dinky doodle their website is currently closed um they're having a bit of an overhaul of their business model and stock so certain items are being discontinued and amongst the things that are being discontinued are the drips, including the metallic drips and the dusts. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I think perhaps it's just not what's exciting to her. There's more exciting things I can do that make me... Like all her 3D stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just not where her passion lies. So good on Dawn for uh, sticking to the stuff that she finds that she's interested in. So those are gone, and there's going to be new products launching at Cake International in November. Um, and the sugar paste have got some new items. They're not overly new, but they're not old. So I think we missed them maybe like a month or two ago. They've got a brand of sugar paste called the sugar paste, and they've now got a mini turntable, um, a rolling mat, and some flexi silicon smoothers that they've produced of their own brand. <laughs> and the worst thing is I've bought the mini... <laughs> The, the mini turntable, and we still never talked about it. <laughs> it <doesn't laughs> to me. Well, it says um, mini non-slip turntable, seven pounds sixty-five. Small but packs a punch, holding up to fifty-five kilograms in weight. 
It's quite a lot, isn't it? It is. And it's a tiny little, like a donut shape, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I have it. I can take a photo of it. So if, I, if I locate it, it's so small, I've put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, I actually really like it. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is whereas you've got um, like a full-size turntable, you yeah. have the stability mm. of a full-size turntable. So the mini one, see, I can't, my problem is um, I have got a tabletop uh, turntable somewhere. Yeah. Which I like using. But for bug me, since I've closed the shop, I have no idea where it is at all. Um, <laughs> so, and I don't really get on with the PME, the the uh, pedestal Putting ones. Because yeah. they, yeah, they tilt and, oh, anyway. Um, Why don't you get one of the Ikea Lazy Susans? Well, that might, oh, why didn't I think of that when I was doing, I mean, student trip? Yes, that would be a good <laughs> idea. Um, so, uh, I mean, it good, it's good. It turns well. I can put a big cake on it, but if I want to scrape round mm. like buttercream or ganache and you put the pressure on one side, it then kind of tips off the okay. yeah, yeah. thing. That is the only thing. But if you're doing it for like, if you're putting decoration on and yeah. you, you just want to move it around, it's perfect. And I just like the fact that it's compact. I can put it away, yes. you know, and theoretically I can find it. Um, yeah. Is it kind of palm sized? Yes. Yeah. It's, it is, it is, as you did when you described it like a donut, it is, that's the kind of size that it is. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a nice, it's a nice size. It spins nicely as well. Mm. which is what I, I have the problem with the tilting ones. I don't find yeah. they move very well. No. Um, so, yeah, I I like it. I think it's really good for smaller cakes, uh, for larger ones, although it takes the weight. It, it's that it's that balance issue. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like it. Overall, I'd use it. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Um, they've also got a rolling mat, which is thirty six inches by twenty four inches, and it's got all the the like the borders of the different sizes marked out, so you can see how much you need to roll out, and some little conversion chart on the side. Uh, food grade silicon rolling mat, twenty one pound ninety five. Non stick, flexible, oven safe, food safe. I would hope so. Um, <laughs> and, uh, a set of two smoothers. These look like flexi smoothers, and they are four pound ninety. So it's Finishes your cakes to a flawless and professional standard. I don't use flexi smoothers, so I couldn't really comment on whether they're nice or not. Or indeed whether I'll no. buy them, because I have some that I have never used. So <laughs> mm, I'll, I'll tell you a story in a minute. I might yeah. I might have to try them again. Okay. Um, and also in the news, um, got a couple of deaths. Feels like a... Yes. Yes, yeah. it's sad. Yeah, Nicholas Lodge and Nadine Hurst. I think Nicholas Lodge died sort of near the beginning of the month and Nadine Hurst only a couple of days ago. Um, Nicholas was known for his flowers, has done an awful lot of floral work and has got various books. His work's beautiful. Um, he had his range of... Was it Marvellous Moulds that he did? Yeah, uh, Katie Sue. That's it, Katie Sue. Uh, the floral range with Katie Sue. Um, and Nadine Hurst was a prolific royal icer who did some very cute... Um, her style was quite cute, her royal icing, wasn't it? It reminds me mm. of, like, 
I don't know what the brand was, but there was some brand and it was like little girls with like bonnets on in like strawberry patches. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, like, you used to get stationery oh. with it on and Yes, I'm trying to think sort of thing. what it was called. But anyway, that was that was her style of character that she did. So she um she unfortunately passed away a few days ago. Yeah. So yeah, a bit of a shame. What have you found, Sam, that's new? Um, so, well, if we carry on with the what's what's kind of going on, mm. she says hastily, um, I've got, so the Cake Professional, uh, Cake Professionals, um, Phil and Christine, are closing that down, mm. which, considering I, I've really enjoyed it for the past few years, um, and I don't, I think, I think things have just changed through COVID so much. Yeah. Um, but what I love about them is that they're not, they don't try and drag it on. They, no. They've seen the change. So, right, that's it. Let's, let's go with the flow. Yeah. And so they are now um, really pushing their black box cake. And I don't know whether you've signed up to it. No, no, I haven't. It's really good. Okay. So if you, if you sign up, you get they they've got two free classes on there. Yeah, till the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a fondant SOS and they've got a baking one. So you know, cakes that go wrong and why they go wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's done in such a way, and I have to say, they really made me chuckle on the fondant SOS. Okay. So they so they had a they had a lovely ganache or cake. And they'd rolled out a piece of icing and they literally picked it up, slapped it on. Then Phil just like put his fingers in it as Christine was trying <laughs> to put the icing down the sides. And they had elephant skin and they dents and knots and, <laughs> and they go through each one at a time on how to resolve those problems. Okay. So they obviously, they exaggerated it. Yeah. But... They got the results yeah, and showed you how to get the results when something goes wrong. Okay. And there's, I think they'd be very good presenters because they've got a oh, lot they, of personality. They're, oh, they're absolutely. Really this sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, if they do all of their classes with the humour that they've got between them, that they'll go a long way because I, yeah. <laughs> I was chuckling my way through the fondant one. I loved every minute of it. And it helps you remember it as well, doesn't it? Like Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I learned so much. Okay. Doing it. Um and I think it's even if you've been doing cakes for ages, there's bits on there that you just don't even think about. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, yeah, yeah. And that's where I was uh, thinking about when you were talking about the um smoothers. Mm. And they use uh, those, oh God, what are they called? What are those smoothers Flexi called? Smoothers. That's it, Flexi Smoothers. As well as the uh, the other, you know, FMM or PME smoothers. Yeah. Um, and actually, I thought, well, do you know what? Actually, I might, I might give them a whirl. Because I've got, like, yeah, I've got them. Actually, yeah. I think I've actually passed them to someone else to use at the minute because I wasn't <laughs> using them. Yeah. The thing is, I'm not using them. I'd rather someone made yeah, yeah, uh, use of them. Good. And uh, uh, yeah, so I would I would highly recommend go and find uh, Black Box um, and join up because okay. it's really it's really good. 
the kind of content they're doing. So yeah. it's more like foundation. I don't mean foundation as in simple, as in like the essentials. Yes. Foundation. So it's about baking, it's about covering, it's yeah. about um like the absolute foundations of your business. Yeah. But it's than- like it's like the knowledge behind. Yeah, yeah. If you see what I mean. So they've baked I don't know, I think they had five cakes. I think it was like 25 cakes on a table or something. Mm. And they had ones with not enough eggs, ones with half the amount of eggs, one with the perfect amount of eggs, and then um, and then you have too many eggs. And they've yeah. done, and they've baked the whole range, and you can see what happens okay. with each one. Yeah. Um, and then it goes, you know, it goes through, they've done it with flour and blah, blah, blah. So... And you you would ordinarily, I suppose, you know, if you do something, it goes wrong. You can then, you know, you can look at their finger. Oh, maybe this happened, you know, with too much yeah. baking powder, not enough baking powder. So that was really interesting. Um, and like I said, there's always there always seems to be something that you can learn. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and just going through, you know, you might know 99% of it, but there's, there's that one bit, you know, kind of, ugh. I, I haven't, thankfully, haven't had to deal with elephant skin for a very long time on my cakes. Yeah. Um, and I think that is largely to do with the quality of the paste that you use. But yeah. they show you how to get rid of it. Mm. Whereas probably most people would then strip it back and start again because you've had that problem. But, yeah. you know, if you know ways to be able to get rid of a bit of elephant skin or, you know, you've stuck your finger in the cake mm. or you've taught or there's a tear in the cake how to actually sort that out um and yeah and get past it and yeah but anyway so that's I I would recommend okay um so on actual physical things I've got uh, marvelous molds have teamed up with violet lin tran from violet cake shop and created the v petal ruffle simpress uh to go around your cake it's nice isn't it yeah. And what and a time a, saver as well. Yeah. It's a big um, six inch mold as well. Because she posted some is. pictures of tiered cakes. It's like, what are you, have, you lost, have you lost the plot? Why have you made yeah, like, I know. three tiered cakes with these tiny little things? I didn't realize it was a mold, but yeah. I know. It's amazing. So she would usually cut each petal out by hand. So they're kind yeah. of like thin strips, almost yeah, in teardrop like, shapes. But I would as, say heart shape. A, Maybe like heart shape bits going up and down is what it looks like to me, but oh, okay. it's kind of her signature thing, isn't it? it yeah, it's on a lot of her cakes. Yeah, see, I go, I go petal, you go heart, whichever way they, they kind of, <laughs> um, yeah, they they kind of arrow upwards. Yeah, but you can obviously you can have it going downwards. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But there's so you get fifty four ruffle petals on on this mat. And um, there's lots of YouTube videos about um, how to use it and stuff and mm. how to cut it down to size as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I really I really like that. That's, oh, mm, I've that's not been able one. to, f- I looked yesterday and I couldn't find, a, I couldn't find it on sale anywhere. Can't find it in the UK. Couldn't no. find it in the UK. But also I couldn't, couldn't find it in the US. I just couldn't oh, find really? it on sale yet. So maybe it's not been released yet, but it exists and is coming. Okay. I thought I saw it on the Marvellous Moulds website. Bear with me a second. Um, I think I went on their website and there was an advert for it, but I couldn't actually find the mould itself. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I can only presume it has not yet been launched. Otherwise, they might make it a bit easier to buy. <laughs> um, you, oh, no, no, no. It's on here now. It's on here now. Okay. It's $39.95, dollars, that is. $39.95. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a bit of a thing if it's got to be imported over. So I'm sure at some point... Right. Oh, a okay. lot of decorating people, companies yeah a lot of people do already stock marvelous mold so it'll just mm. be adding it to their next order wouldn't it plus i'll yes. imagine they'll be at cake some will be at cake international selling them yes yes you might get a good deal there as well yeah if you can hold off if you haven't got a cake that needs it needs um, it that needs or, it <laughs> needs it yeah <laughs> Needs and wants, needs and wants. <laughs> um, and then I've got Lizzie Lou London, who have got some new cake boards that they've uh, that they've launched. Um, so they do ones with a pre-dowd, a pre-dowd, pre-hold in the centre. Yeah. And then they've got plain ones, uh, but they have got very mirrored. So they're MDF ones, so they're quite solid. Um, okay. mirrored gold, silver, rose gold, but then they've got black and they've got white and they've got marbled. Um, so you have to check to see there's a difference. They have got nine mil, they're nine mil um boards, but yeah. some of the marbled ones are four mil. Okay. So just check that if you're going to order. They kind of range from about 225 uh without holes and three pound with holes. But I so I just looked. So for one 12-inch mm. gold, I just picked gold, um, yeah. it's four pounds. So if is you want a pack of five, sorry? Is that with the hole? Uh, that's without the hole. Okay. Uh, so a pack of five 12-inch were 18. Okay. So, I'm interested in the ones with the holes in because my black and white cake, I sat and cut out a hole in my cake board and then – went about covering it in the silver paper oh so did you so what did you use a center dowel yeah because oh. it was two it was two tier but they were both double height tiers oh uh, see i still don't i still don't center dowel <laughs> if i did even on this that. one because it was hot yeah and i just wasn't convinced about things not moving yeah well i suppose it, your, yours is slightly different i guess in the sense that it was being picked up yeah yeah, because it was a birthday cake. I will take and stack on site. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit different. But, yes, yeah, so they're not um, – hang on a minute. They're not going to be hugely more expensive. I mean, no. 75p difference. Yeah. Um, it took me about an hour to cut the hole and make it good. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Okay, so that 75p is well spent then. Yeah. Um, And then we've got Evil Cake Genius, which have got shiny as hell luster dusts. I like Evil Great Genius. I okay. love the way they describe everything. They've got 14 sexy colours. <laughs> so, which, which range through from purple, they call it amethyst. And I won't mm. read them all out because 14, that's quite boring. So, but they go from like blues, greens, silvers, golds, rose golds to pinks. So, you've got quite a range. Okay. They are a 25 gram jar. So, it's quite big. Um, yeah. And they're nineteen ninety nine. That's dollars. They are FDA approved, so I am working on the basis that they're not approved over here yet. Yeah, so you can buy them in I America. So. We we don't have an FSA approved. We have an okay. FDA approved. That's American. So they sound good, but we can't use them. So I'll just wipe okay. those off. 
You've just reminded <laughs> me of something actually that I saw the other day. Um, apparently, Paul Bradford's brought out a range of dusts, thirty-five coloured dusts with sugar in. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. Oh. Um, multi-purpose oh, dusts. I think these are along the same lines as what Robert Haynes has done, but obviously they okay. come in separate things. Yeah. Launches first of September, so that's launched. £3.75 for a dust. They've got a blue lid and his little stag picture on the top. Um, oh. And 35 colours. They seem to be mostly, I would say mostly earthy colours, as in like natural colours. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's no metallics. There's no um, anything that you wouldn't find in nature. How big are okay. they? Okay. I've just well, I've just found a pure copper. Hmm. I've hmm. okay. So this dust can be used as an edible paint to colour sugar paste, buttercream, royal icing, and chocolate. Used to colour flower paste. I believe they are E one seven one three. It doesn't actually say how big they are. Oh, helpful. Just says there's thirty five of them. Oh, specifications. Uh. Maybe it's on that. Wait, 0.02 kilograms. <laughs> Why would you not put grams? <laughs> 20 Very grams? helpful. Ah, okay. Grams. I've got I've got luster dusts on here. Oh, have you? Yeah. Create an amazing oh. metallic finish with his range of 56 beautiful edible luster dust colours. Oh, okay. It can be used to create a stunning metallic finish on chocolate, sugar paste and flour paste. These edible products are manufactured to the highest global food quality standards. La, 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 la. Well, that was well found, Erica. You reminded me when you were talking about dust. I was like, oh, yeah, I saw a post the other day. Yeah, well done, because <laughs> I haven't seen that. So he's got 35 edible colour dusts and mm. 56 luster dusts. That's a lot I of luster dust, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Crikey. They're £4.50. Is that, did okay. you find that? No, three, what did I just say, 365 or something like that? I'm okay, sure. I'm in the sugaring uh, website. Oh, so yeah. maybe the luster dust are 450 and the non luster ah, dust. Are yes, £3, quite possibly. Something. I didn't go 375 on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 375 and 450 then. Okay. God, you know what this means, don't you, Erica? I'm just going to have to like take a mortgage out and go to Cape <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I have, I've got a lot better, actually. I, I would ordinarily kind of like walk around and go, oh, I haven't got one of those, oh, I haven't got one of those, yeah. need that, need that. But now I'm much more, um, much more business savvy, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I will only pick colours that I don't have that I think I could use. I won't just go and, oh, I don't have that one. I need that one. <laughs> if yeah. I don't need it, I'm not going to buy it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, that's that's all my ones to walk. Uh, go off, jumped the gun already. That's all of the uh, the new, <laughs> new things. things that I found. Yes, that's the word. And um, well, yeah. Should we go on to ones to watch then? Well, we might have a main topic first, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we go on to our main topic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this month we're talking about inspiration. Woo! Woo! <laughs> so, Sam, are you inspired? I'm always inspired. Not necessarily by icing, but I always inspired. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> so where do you get your ideas from? Oh, well, do you know what? I was sitting here writing a list out of places that I might get some inspiration from. And I kind of, a lot of it can be dictated by the 
person that I'm making mm. a cake from for Ab- absolutely they will be my starting point obviously because if they want to theme something or they don't know where to start then I might give them a few pointers in the direction so for example like uh wedding cakes yeah I might tell them to look at their invitations um any jewelry that they've got if there's a very personal piece to them that we could design take aspects of um, would you include the wedding rings in that or not so much um trouble is wedding rings tend to be just a band yeah um okay dare i say they're a bit dull yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah engagement rings but brooches brooches and you know, if people are going down kind of like a vintagey type route, that can be really okay. inspirational. Um, I think I've mentioned before, there's a lady who runs a business called Vintage Adornment. Yeah, and yeah. She has stunning jewellery. Um, and that really does inspire me. So so that kind of thing. Maybe they're flowers, colours, um, anything that they have within their wedding Mm. Um, could be a starting it's a starting point if you've got nothing else to go with you know but but what I do find is that they they do need to think about that because I have turned up at weddings before and just put a cake in and think this doesn't fit with anything but yeah (laughs) but they like it (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird but you know but I think um, when that happens, people have just picked stuff they like and they don't really know why they like it. And it's probably people who can't imagine something if they haven't seen it. Yes. So they need to see the completed cake to know that that's what they want and that's what they're going to like. So they've copied that and they've seen this somewhere else and they've copied that and they've seen this somewhere else and they've copied that. And they like it all, but they don't really know what they like about it. And yeah. they've just got exactly the same. and That's why it doesn't really go. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I try and find now. I I spend a lot more time working with couples, actually looking at aspects. Frequently, they'll send me pictures over. So Pinterest is a really good source Mm. of inspiration. Yeah. But I also find that you can have too much. Um, okay honing your ideas down is can be really hard and I suppose if you're just looking at pictures and no one's explaining it you don't know what it is about that picture that they like yeah yeah so it is a matter of going through and just saying okay so what do you like about that oh the number of tears uh what do you like Mm. about oh I like the one of them sent me over a picture and the thing they actually liked was the stand (laughs) (laughs) okay so we know how we want to display the cake. <laughs> that could have gone very wrong, couldn't it? <laughs> it could have gone. Um, so kind of things like that. And I find that sometimes uh, florists, they arrange things in certain ways. And that inspires me to kind of, you know, look at the way that I might want to put the flowers on my cake, for example. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? See, I tend to go for the person rather than and their personality more than the theme, if that makes yep. sense. So let's yep. say someone says, oh, I want a pink floral cake. Yeah, right, We can all do pink floral. But what I want to know is what is that person like? So do they like bright colours? Do they like pastels? Yep. Do they like things that are quite busy and lively? Or are they more sort yep. of reserved and quiet or are they sort of expensive and classy or do they like things that are sparkly do they like things that are plain are they extravagant Mm. are they very sensible well that sort of thing where you can get sort of from their personality because you can have a pink floral cake 
that's got neon pinks and, you know, bright, lively movement to it. Or you could have a pink floral cake that's very plain and elegant and pared back and sort of statement piece with not a lot else going on. And they're both pink florals, but one of them might suit them perfectly and the other one would be a million miles off and yet it's still what they've asked for. Yeah. But you really need them to have that conversation with you, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And if if I know the person, I find it really easy to do because I think I know what you like. I know what you're into. It might not be what you're going to ask me for, but I know what what's your style (laughs) so kind of asking those questions like you know what not so much what are they into but what do they like you know what yeah what do you think of when you see them like is it monochrome is it yeah do they always have crazy bright shirts or yeah what is it but I guess I guess that that like for a wedding that's reasonably easy because we would have a consultation um Mm. and that would be something that I would pick up as my discussion goes through. So talking to them and that would influence the way that I then take the other inspiration and design yeah. it. But yeah. if you're doing like a celebration cake, unless you're doing it for somebody, you know, you're not necessarily going to go into an in-depth consultation with them because no. that's a cost. So a lot of their stuff that they send through is through either uh, social media as a message mm. or an email and yeah a lot of them are quite reluctant to have a telephone call nowadays so a lot of yeah. it is and that's really hard so your guesswork is via pictures that they can send you sometimes yeah I do wonder if it'd be worth having like a little like a survey monkey type survey with like literally four or five questions with a sort of yes no not bothered sort of option of like yeah. Do you like brights? Do you like pastels? Do you like, like, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And then you can just literally get, it's like a couple of seconds, a few clicks done. And then you've yeah. got an idea of what, yeah. what it is they want. Because if they're not going to, you're not going to necessarily want a long chat just, with someone. I have this theory that they're going to think much. I'm stalking them or something. I'll send them a message. So, do you <laughs> like? <laughs> what do yeah, you that's do? what I mean. If it was literally in one of the ones where you just click a box. Yeah. And it's 10, 10 sort of yes or no questions. Yeah. And then that will hone down the style, won't it? Yeah. You won't end up with something that completely doesn't suit them. Yeah. And also, I find that much easier to design too. Like, I find it hard to design if I've just been given a theme and nothing mm-hmm. else. Because I think, well, I don't know how you want this theme to look if I don't yeah. know you. Yeah. So yeah. I would actually find it much easier to have no theme at all and know what their style yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I found it? That's why I found doing um, the theatre cakes that I used to do, mm. um, which was oh, what started off at the local theatre and then went to yeah. Bristol and Wimbledon. Oh. Yeah, I know. It was because the guy who was uh, who I was working with, he moved jobs and okay, okay. decided to keep me. <laughs> so, yeah, we had, we had a lot of uh, um, cakes that travelled from Gravesend to Wimbledon and on and some that went down to Bristol it was Good a bizarre <laughs> yeah I know it was very very strange uh but as soon as it left me I was happy um yeah. they would tell me what the production was yeah and once I've um you know got the production that that was what inspired me so it could either be like the the logo or you know the promotion material mm. 
Um, but then I wasn't having to design for a person. No, I think that kind of falls under corporate cakes, really, doesn't it? And I think yes. they're quite straightforward because they tend to want something quite, yeah, not necessarily plain, but nothing yes. too personal. Yeah, it has to appeal to everyone. So yeah, yeah, oh, it's more definitely. likely to be just a, a logo or a, you know, like mm. say the production that they're doing. It's not got to be for a person who likes that. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else that inspires me, and I know it inspires you as well, mm. uh, is architecture. Yes. So just the other the other um, week I was in London and the buildings, I just walk around, I swear, I, I swear I will walk into people one day. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, just get mugged, Sam. You bump into yeah. someone and your wallet will be gone. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) But there's so much architecture um, that's so interesting. Um, It just, you know, I always think, oh, I could take that. That would look really good on a cake. And I've started to get to the point now really hard to actually do anything without looking uh, how I could fix it onto a cake. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't find architecture as much of an inspiration. Like, I'll see things that I like. Yeah. But I won't think, oh, I want to put that in. I find more stationary an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So um, somewhere like Paper Chase that has a relatively quick, oh, yes. like a seasonal launch, I would say. Yeah. You know, they do like three or four ranges a year. So it's turning over quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And that and sort of homeware to get an idea of where trends are going. Yes. They're the yes. two that I kind of... I feel like if you want to do something modern and you don't know what to do, look at them. But I always find things like Christmas cards and birthday cards quite an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I'll see something and think, oh, I like how that's put together because I feel like the amount of space you've got on the cards is similar yep. to the amount of space you might have on the cake um, and no. just the way that things are arranged and displayed and that sort of thing. I've got I've got a Christmas card that I've had for about five years. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't even know where I've put it now, um, but it had a uh, robin on it, and probably mm. came out of something like Paper Chase. And it was really beautifully intricately cut. Pieces were cut out of it, and I'm like, oh, that would make a lovely stencil. <laughs> 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 so I bought it, and I bought it in the in the January sale. Yeah, and I've kept it, and I have full intention of using it one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can find it, maybe I will use it this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, like if you're doing cards and stuff, you've got to be careful of copyright. You can't just literally yes. copy the cards. But no. I find in terms of more of composition, I find them an inspiration. Sometimes yep. in terms of ideas as well, or like color, but more so in terms of like colors and shapes yeah. and how things would work on a page, where the focal point is and where, you know, all the other bits are, how big they are in comparison, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Paper Chase have got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just need to buy this book. Oh, I love Oh, I know, guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rumour flying around a few years ago. They were closing down. I had a minor panic. It's like, <gasps> what? <laughs> it wasn't. They were just closing a few branches because I had too many. Oh, but- <laughs> That would be catastrophe. A catastrophe. That's right. Catastrophic. Is that yeah. the word? <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's just too early. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what else I really like. Um, nature. And okay. Nature and garden centres and that kind of thing. 
I okay. kind of wander around and, you know, things like butterflies and, and the colourings, particularly like the colourings and flowers and buds and all of that. Yeah, that does inspire me. I, I come back and I'll just want to sit down and make something then. Ah, see, I don't look at things like that. I'm very, I think we have very different approaches. <laughs> yes. Well, that's probably a good thing though, isn't it? Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't get, you, you'd never get your right cake maker, would you? No, no, I suppose not. It informs your style, doesn't it? Yeah. I find other crafts inspire me more. So yes. when I'm really inspired to make things in cake is when I've been making lots of things in other different mediums or seeing lots mm. of things in other different mediums. Yeah. So I think I, I read a quote years ago, like it's, it kind of rings true, is that creativity is not like a pot that you pour from that you run out of. It's like a muscle. So the more you use it, the stronger it gets. And I think that's mm. so true. It's like... The more you immerse yourself in different creative things, the more inspiration mm-hmm. you will have. It's not gonna, you're not gonna spread yourself too thin and run out. Yeah, totally. It's gonna inform yeah. it. So I find things like open studios really inspiring. Yeah. Other craft type classes really inspiring. There's a lot of times I'll think, oh, I wonder if I can do this in sugar. I mean, I'll have a go and not be able to do it and think, right, we'll put that on the back burner and one day yeah. it might come to me, but I'm not really bothered about spending weeks trying to figure it out because I've already spent yeah. a few hours. But um, one of the things that I wanted to try and figure out was how to do marbling on edible icing sheets. Right, yes, I not, remember. Yeah, not really sure how I'm going to do it, but I would like it as a thing. Yeah. But also, is it necessary... Like, it might be fun, but is it necessary? Could I not just print a marbled picture? I don't know. It's not the same, is it? But No. It doesn't quite get your creative juices flowing. No. no. And the, I've got to a point with it. So if you're marbling, you use um, a size, which is like a slightly gummy water, basically. Yeah. And you can use gum track to make that. So that's not an issue. So that could be edible. Yeah. Um, and then you put your paints on the water, you manoeuvre them with a skewer or combs to make your shapes. And yeah. then you lay your paper down, peel it up, and then rinse it. Now, it's the rinsing that is the issue mm. oh, <laughs> with sugar. Yeah. So I could I could get it to get a print, mm. which, depending on what, um, what kind of colours I used, it would pick up, you know, in varying degrees of brightness. So I kind of yeah. got to a point where I was like, okay, I think th- this could work. It was the rinsing that was the issue because it just wasn't going into the sugar. So if you're using paper, you have to use alum as like a mordant right. to make the make the paint stick to the paper before you rinse it off, essentially. Yeah. So you, you pre-prepare your paper before you not dip it, but before you know before yeah. you place it on the on the um ink. Yeah. So an edible icing sheet wasn't really sucking up enough. Right. Yes liquid to to make the color stay it was kind of rinsing off and it just looked like a bit of a dirty smudge yeah so that was a bit I was struggling with I feel like wafer paper would suck it up more but then you can't rinse it mm. so I've kind of reached a little I need I to have wafer a paper thing. might crinkle as well might it yeah 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 mm. yeah so I was kind of getting a bit stuck at that point that's the point at which I'm like yeah oh, I don't really know where to go with this now Oh, no. Something might come to me one day, but I don't know what. But things like that. And the last open studios I went to, they had a woman who was a potter and she did the most amazing... Actually, no, two people actually really inspired me. Um, she had these 
big, big pieces in either all black or all like an off-white, not mm. not sort of terracotta, but like a, just a, a vintage white sort of colour. And they were all flowers and they were all very simple flowers. So yeah. like a very simple blossom, but just en masse in a big sculptural shape. And I thought, oh my God, they look amazing. Oh, wow. That could be a cake. I'll have to... <laughs> I'll have to send you a photo, Sam, while we're chatting. You will. You will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing what what just simple things that can just spark your imagination. Yeah. Even to the point where like if you've got if you buy a mold, mm. a cake mold, and you can just be looking at it, oh god, I could do that. Yeah. You no, know, you can just change something, use it in a different way to what it's intended. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, right. just little things like that. Oh, I'm yeah. sending you through the pictures of the, oh, you have, haven't you? the flowers, but I really liked them. Oh, wow. And I thought they just looked really effective because I would never, as a cake decorator, make flowers in beige and just leave no. them beige and flat. But actually, I think they looked quite cool. And yeah. she's got some little wedding cake type things that she's done in, in the background of one of those pictures as well. Wow. But I just Beautiful. really, I really liked them as something a bit different. Um, and the other one that really inspired me was a woman who did Moroccan um, tiles, but painted. And she'd yes. basically done her entire house and it looked absolutely bloody amazing. Wow. So I feel for like a painted cake. That yep. could look stunning, absolutely stunning. More so inspired by her house and the colours of her house because <laughs> she had pictures of it. But, again, something that I think you could take elements of and I certainly know people that would be into that style. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a little bit of gold, a sort of the um, greens and blues and sort of Islamic geometry, essentially. I'm just sending you some pictures. I do. I, do oh. I also do what you do and walk around just taking random photos. Oh, I like that. What's that? Um, it was a wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. It looks like a light installation. It's kind exactly. of like a honeycomb, like a bee yeah. hive. So it is, it is all lit up, but it acts as a wall. So okay. this, was, this is one of my walks around um, Old Street oh. in London. And I was on my way home. So obviously it was dark. So sometimes you miss these things in different yeah. lights, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I saw that and I, everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. I just stopped. And I'm like, I've got to take a photo of this. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> so I'm now just scrolling back through some of the uh, some of the things that I've taken. Oh, I tell you what, something else is um, venues can yeah. inspire you know the influence is if you're getting married in a in a venue and you mm. want it to resonate with that oh venue, yes yeah then, if the room's got a particular style or yes yes or um let me just find there was one that I had which has some beautiful pillars um mm. at Hever Castle and I really quite like them. Uh, I'm sure there's a name for this style and you will know it because you're good at that. Um, I've also taken pictures of pillars in the Natural History Museum <laughs> and at Hampton Court. <laughs> because I liked the patterns. I was like, well, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's 
Exactly. The things that you do, you just, but you just walk around and you see something. Like, oh, you know, I like that. Um, yeah. And I need to take a photo of it because I might want to come back to it, like designs. Oh, that's very different to the kind of pillars I've taken pictures of. So that's more like Roman temple sort of. Yes. Like you might get in the forum or something, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, the ones that I took pictures of were very carved. Okay. And very intricately carved, actually. Some were stone. I think actually they were all stone, actually. The Hampton Court ones were chimney stacks. Okay. And the Natural History Museum ones were inside, but they were definitely stone. Yeah. Let me see if I can find them. Gonna, oh, yeah. This was, this was my walk around Hever Castle on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. Um, that I have put into storage. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that, you know... The designs, I like some of the designs um, that I think could work quite nicely. Yeah. Um, do realise I've got 4,000 photos on my phone. Oh, my <laughs> word. Well, yeah. And then I, I know I should um, actually get rid of some, but I can't yet. I'm going to send you pictures of ceilings as well, because there were some really nice ceilings at Hampton Court that uh-huh. I really liked. And that little archway there. How do we Just, get excited you know about looking at I know, all these I know. <laughs> so the ones that are of the outside of the building, it's the chimney stacks that you'll need to zoom into. Okay. Um, I just really liked the patterns because they're pillars. They're sort of circular <gasps> chimney stacks. And they've got really intricate patterns made with the bricks. I'm on the tiles at the minute. They're beautiful. Yeah. Is that the Moroccan ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think at some point she's going to be my one to watch because uh, her Instagram's amazing and it's got loads of really good pictures of her house, which looks stunning. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, yeah, those chimney stacks are, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we all like the same sort of stuff, the big carved fireplaces and that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, I've got some ceilings. Oh, that lock would make a good biscuit, wouldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see i'm glad it's not just it's not just me walks around taking photos of random yeah. things just to keep and store because you just don't know when they they could come in useful it's i know but back. i've got to be honest unless i use them soon they don't get looked at again they're really? just like lost they're lost in like an ever-growing collection of things oh. something might i might occasionally think oh yeah i'll just look back at that but um very rarely does it happen they're just yeah. They're taken oh. and then there they stay. I've got one one that's just going to come over, which is a window. And this might influence um, a wedding cake that I'm doing in March. It's got oh, a medieval okay. theme and I quite like the top of the windows. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they're lovely. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah, I like that with a little bit of stained glass as well. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so that's something else that I was going to try at some point is doing some kind of stained glass with sugar because I did used to do stained glass properly with actual glass. And yes. I still got all my stuff in the shed. I would use it, but I need a glass grind, a glass grinder, which I oh need to goodness. buy because so, I'm sick to death of hand sanding everything at the sink and it takes forever. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could understand that. <laughs> It's just to like, once you've cut it, the edges are sharp. So basically you need to take the edge off all of the edges so it doesn't cut you. Yeah. And you basically can use what looks like a washing up sponge, but it's got metal on it and it sort of okay softens the edges. It's a bit like wet and dry paper, but a bit more heavy duty 
but it just takes a long time because you've got to do both edges of every single side. Oh my goodness. And so if you've got a glass you... grinder, you can literally just like turn it on. It's like a sander and it just kind of like move your shape round and it's done. Oh, right. So really quick then. Really quick, really quick, but about a <laughs> <We>... hundred quid. <laughs> but yeah. it would mean that I would use the stuff much more often and it would not cut your time get, down, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. much, very much. Oh, great. Well, so how would you then transfer that with isomalt? Um, probably or gelatin. Yeah, but I was thinking of doing it in the way that you do it in glass. So, um, if you're making a panel, you cut. Your, you have a template. Your yeah. design on paper you cut your pieces of glass yeah. without any real gap between the pieces and then your lead is like an h profile or a t profile and the glass slots into the sides so it's okay. held top and bottom with a little bit between them yeah and then you fill that gap with cement and like obviously you solder as well but i think if you're doing it in sugar paste or you know in sugar craft a lot of people will just do the top You'd avoid the cement, would you? <laughs> no, like they'd literally, they'd make it so it's essentially one-sided. So the back doesn't look the same as the front. Right. So you'd have a front where your joints are covered with what is representing lead, but the back would not have the same and you wouldn't have the piece in the middle to hold it all. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking, how would you do it? Because you could cement with royal icing quite easily. Yes. yes. That could easily be done. Like you just pipe into the gap and then run a finger or a paintbrush mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. And like, how big do you want this to be? What are you going to make it of? What is it yeah. for? What's the point? But yes. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to go down that route. It just sounded fun. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of been in the back of my mind. But I feel like at the right time, something will something will come up and like, all right, this is what this is what I want to do it for. So I have lots of like ideas of things yeah. that I want to do. But I just need the right time to be like, this is what it's for. So that's kind of inspiration as well. So Mm. I'll know what I want, but not what I want to make it for. I need a to-do book of things that I'd like to do. And trouble is, yeah, I like doing them. And then I don't get around to. Mm. Um, My God, there's another vase. I'm just scouting through my, uh, my stuff. This is from Holiday. Um, do you have a separate folder on your phone for inspiration nope not at the minute i was starting to make folders the other day yeah uh and i don't know how successful i've been i have (laughs) lots of folders and i quite like it because otherwise it means my phone fills up with like gifts and nonsense and if i have folders then i just delete my camera folder is basically like holding area and everything else gets moved out into proper folders and then yeah, that's what yeah. I need to do because that's what I don't do currently. And that would be a lot more efficient and helpful yeah. if I did it that. It also, also makes sure that I post all the pictures that I'm meant to for each episode because I literally have a folder for the episode and when it's empty, I've done them all. So. Oh, you're good. Because <laughs> I kept forgetting and I'm like, oh crap, I've got more. There's more on here that I haven't posted from last time. Should I just hang on to them? Like, maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really sensible. And I need to go back and that maybe that is what I'm going to do this year. My always my thoughts were always, you know, if I sat down in the evening and just moved like, I don't know, 20 photos or something at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, but what I don't, 
this is this is do this is going away from inspiration. If I yeah. if I make an out if I make a a folder, do I then have to delete it out of the main? No. So on my one, I can either copy it or I can move it. Right. So if you copy it, you get one in each. You get one in your camera folder and one in the folder that you've created. And if I move it, it comes out of camera and goes into the other folder. Ah, so maybe that's what I've done because I feel like I have. uh, I've created a an album that's called Cakes, and I've moved there's seven hundred photos. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Every cake I've ever made. (laughs) Well. And then, uh, you know, what I need to do is transfer those over onto the computer and then I could get rid of it. But the problem is that I find that if you then want to post something, then yeah. you need it on your phone because I do the posting from my phone. And, oh, I Absolutely. get so confused, error car. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I find, I find folders really helpful for being able to find stuff properly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like. If you know you've got something, rather than looking back three months and months and months, you're like, right, this is in my cake inspiration folder. So yes. that's where that or if I'm having a moment where like I don't really know what to make, that's the kind of thing I would look through. Yes. Can I make any of these fit? Because I want to make these things and <laughs> can I get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Maybe that's my to-do list. Maybe I, that I will try and create at least one folder a week yeah. or something. And maybe I'm not promising this. This is just yeah. you know. I'm not <laughs> pie in the sky ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My usual pie in the sky yeah. ideas. And then maybe I can transfer things over, and that would make life a little bit easier for when I come to try and post things and send things to you when I want some sending some inspiration. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Actually, when when we're talking about um, architecture and stuff. Mm. Um, I went to um, visit a place recently and I quite like the, uh, they had a quiet space. So this was a university yeah. and they had a quiet space and I'll send it over to you because I quite liked all the portholes that they had. So you, as a student, you mm. can climb into these and you can play soothing music and, um, and I quite liked them. I liked the idea. Um, okay. You know, you could have that going up the side of the uh, up the side. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> that's a very well designed little room. I like that. We're posting yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let's uh, let's move that to the inspiration episode folder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is Winchester University. That's really nice. So when you say climb into them, I imagined more tunnels, but these are not. These are more sort of window no. seat depth and you sit sideways, right? You do, yes. And there's you, you okay. can see small, there's smaller holes and you use those to put your feet in to climb up. Oh, okay. And then if you close up on some of them, they've, they're like they're plugged. Um, okay. It's actually like a cushion that you can pull out and you can sit on. Oh, Okay. Oh, it was quite oh, genius nice. really yeah. yeah i also really quite like the design on the floor and my chairs yes it's nice isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> but there's an entire like tiered cake that could be made out of this room definitely oh, oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was surreptitiously walking around <laughs> oh, that's a nice cake idea oh that's a nice idea so, what did you think of the uni oh you've got a lovely quiet room yeah <laughs> Beautifully designed. 
nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's, you know, it's nice. It's nice that things like that just, you know, they spark your imagination. Yeah, yeah, Uh, absolutely. So, yes. So have you got anything else that, uh, oh, my God, that that kind of makes you go, oh, I could make something out of that? Not usually, to be honest. It's mostly people that inspire me or... Mm. People inspire me to make their cakes. Yes. I would say the craft and art stuff makes me want to make stuff, but I don't know who I want to make it for, and that's when people get it as presents. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love that. <laughs> See, I would I would probably be similar to you in that people inspire me, but then I might try and use some of the aspects of what I've seen to create what they want. That okay sense. yeah 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 so yes you're taking yeah. a slightly more professional approach than I am <laughs> <laughs> only because I want to be able to use what I've seen as opposed yeah. to having to store it in my brain somewhere or like the card that I got as Christmas inspiration store it yeah. somewhere don't know where it is anymore and that's it job done yeah, um, yeah. but like I, I, t- I also find uh, like uh, wedding dresses really inspirational Mm. you know because sometimes the lace on a wedding dress can look so pretty and delicate and yeah that can or the neckline of a the neckline of a of a dress um and and just all of those kind of little things can yeah i find i find embroidery really inspiring there's a lot of really cool stuff that i'm like oh yeah that'd be really good in royal icing Well, what was it? We were we were looking at something from your. Um, uh, you went to an open thing, didn't you? And mm. there was that guy that created something, and we were looking at it, thinking, "Oh, you can make that out of royal icing." Oh, that was oh, pottery, wasn't was, it? Yes, that was the pots with all the yeah. strings yeah, that he'd piped. Beautiful. So I, actually, no, I think I think they were three D printed clay pots. Yeah, but. It had been done in one continuous string. So yeah. basically, and it was like lots of sort of filigree and mm. it looked like um, string work that had been laid up. Yeah. But it was all one continuous string. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, really lovely. Yeah, I do like things like that. Yeah. See, now I'm looking around the room and, and I can see some pots on my windowsill and they're kind of looking at me going, mm, yeah, you can make something <laughs> I say, speaking of things we like, should we move on to our ones to watch? Should we do that then? That seems like a good idea. Lovely. (laughs) Sam, who's your one to watch this month? Uh, Okay, so my one to watch is Piruli Pam. So it's spelled P-I-R-U-L-I-P-A-M. And I believe this lady is, or she's in Brazil uh, from Sao Paulo. And she makes custom-made lollipops. And I don't think I've made, I've, I don't think I've seen lollipops quite like these. Um, they are so, uh, so shiny and so perfect. Um, and there's, they're quite 3D as well. And hmm. some of them have even, they're like little shakers. She's actually managed to do it. So she's put little pearls inside oh. and you can shake them. And I am doing this all off the top of my head because I don't have my phone to look at her. But um, <laughs> she's got some really quite amazing like Jurassic Park ones. And they're all very bespoke. So you can just get in contact with her, tell her what you want, and she will produce. Yeah, it says her name is Pamela Pio. Oh, well done. 
So that's on there. And yeah, a lot of her um, lollipops are the isomalt type lollipops. Yes. And she uses edible images as well. Yeah. They're so, it's so well done. Yeah. Um, And they're so, they are really vibrant. And yeah, I mean, kids, adults, I think, would love them. Yeah. I think Um, they're great for like a themed party because as I said, the edible images, you can just have whatever you want. And she's mm. not just done the image, she's cut them out and made them more fancy. So there's a really cute ones with whales that she's done. Yeah, she's got dinosaurs. Like a little pink whale. And then at the bottom, she's got all the little sugar crystals in like pink and blue and green. It looks like the ocean. So clever, isn't it? The bit at the bottom of the ocean and then the rest of the lollies clear. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah. They're hugely, hugely impressive. Um, So, I mean, I I don't know what else I can say about them, really, other than you should go and check them out. Go and see what a really good lollipop should look like. Yeah, Um, and she she doesn't do an awful lot of variation on shape, which I quite like, because it means you don't need a lot of stuff. No, but it's all internally, isn't it? It's kind of like, it's all about the image and what's in there um, Mm. and how she's done it. Yeah. It's really creative. Mm. Very, very creative. She's got some here that are... Um, un, like they're scuba diving or something, and it's like the half the head. I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a theme of some film sort. Um, but it, it looks like the water is halfway up the face. Oh, okay. But the face is actually like below the water, so you can see. Yeah, into, yeah. it's just yeah, it's just done so well. Mm. Um, Her Christmas ones are lovely as well, the little snowmen and just beautiful. I haven't got down to those yet. Um. Um, <laughs> I have to go down to find them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I think they're beautiful. Um, I, I'm not sure we could get them over here, but I would love to see someone pick this up. And you know, it's like a it's like yeah. a variation from cake, cake pops and stuff. You know, yeah, the, yeah, the, These lollipops are there's a market out there for these, definitely. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're yeah. superb, superb. Mm. So, who have you got then, Erica? This month, I have got Hive Bakery. So this is H-I-V-E-B-A-K-E-R-Y. That's all one word. And Hive Bakery is owned by Hayley Pop, who is a two-time Food Network champion. And they are in Flower Mound in Texas. Um, Mm. So Hive Bakery is an actual shop, baking shop. So most of their bakes on their page are like bakery type bakes so you've got you know cookies and cupcakes and birthday cakes with just sort of buttercream decoration um what I really love about her is the way that she incorporates her personal like mission she'll take it yeah the stuff she, that's she, important yeah. to her her yeah I'll say political beliefs but it's more like moral things as well um into her business and isn't shy to take a stand on things you know She'll talk about women's rights. She'll talk about racism. She'll talk about politics that's going on in the US. She'll talk about the gun laws, all that sort of thing that she feels very strongly about. She will post about it and she will use her business as a... It's like a platform, a way to get Yeah, a platform to get that message across. And I just really admire what she's doing with it. They've also got an absolutely incredible aesthetic. I absolutely love her style. She's got tattoos. Yes. Um, she's very like it's very rocky, rocky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Their t-shirts are just incredible. They're yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> she is very whole, rock chic. <laughs> yeah. The whole aesthetic of their bakery is absolutely incredible. 
Um, she gets an awful lot of hate as well, being based in Texas and having views that are not typically tech, what we would associate with typically Texan. And I like the fact that she doesn't hide away, hide away from that. Um, yeah. She'll post on her Instagram the screenshots of people leaving fake reviews for her and trying to bring her down and all that sort of thing. You know, she'll get people that will order cakes put in massive orders and then won't turn up to collect them because they're trying to put mm. her out of business so she'll put it on her instagram and say right this is what happened this person ordered this and we didn't come to collect it who wants it is this much and someone will come and buy it off her yeah so yeah i, I absolutely love what she's done and the community that she's built up around her and the stand that she's taken um yes. she's not afraid to be herself she's not allowed to not afraid to speak out her mind no. um no, I've just found something out, but because they were going through the abortion ban, yes, stuff in Texas. I'm just reading what she's put on there, and actually, she's brilliant. She's yeah. brilliant. What she stands for. Mm. Yes, completely agree. So yeah. I love what she's doing. I love the whole ethos of their bakery. Yeah, go and check mm. her out. That is Very Hive good. Bakery and Haley Pop. Very good. Love it. Yeah, I shall follow. Good. Good. <laughs> and if you're local go and show them some support <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> yeah if only she was <laughs> we'll support from afar Hayley we will we, we will. love what you're Definitely. doing yeah yes, brilliant hmm. right oh that's, that's the end for this month isn't it it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everyone listening again <laughs> yes for our 30 31st episode <laughs> yes please do if you can leave us a review or tell all your friends about us and come and listen you can follow us on instagram at the sugarcraft junkies where we'll be posting pictures of the things we've talked about today so you can see what we've been up to and we will be back on the 5th of october with another episode wow. so yeah we will speak to you then bye bye